0: Hey there, everybody. Before we get into the episode, I just wanted to go ahead and offer the usual disclaimer. As the name would suggest, I'm just an average guy, I'm not a theologian, and I have no Bible degrees of any sort. The topics covered in this podcast are the results of my own study and understanding, and any and all opinions expressed are just that, my own opinions. I encourage everyone listening to treat this not as an end-all be-all for your understanding, but as a jumping-in point for your own study. I hope that the verses and perspectives provided inspire you to cultivate further growth in your spiritual walk. Now with all that out of the way, let's get into the episode. What is up everybody, welcome back to An Average Account of Exceptional Things. My name is Chandler and I'm your host, thanks for joining us today. Well, this week's episode is going to be all about the Sabbath. We're going to break down what the Sabbath is, the origins of the Sabbath, and everyone's favorite part, what the importance of the Sabbath is, and what that means for Christians. But before we get into that, I want to take a quick break to thank everyone for helping this podcast get to 100 downloads. That happened earlier this week, and I just want to give a huge thank you to everyone who listens regularly, and a little friendly reminder... If you have found the content that we cover in these episodes helpful or thought-provoking in any way, please just share that with a friend or a family member, maybe a neighbor, your old college roommate, your third cousin up in Minnesota, whoever it may be. But, but in all seriousness, though, thank you once again for listening and sharing this podcast with others. So I'm not going to waste any more time. We're going to jump right into it. What is the Sabbath? Well, according to Merriam-Webster, the Sabbath is a time of rest. That's one definition. We're going to narrow that down a little bit though, and in terms of Christianity, this is a day of rest and worship, and traditionally it's going to be on a Sunday, at least here in the United States. If that pairing of rest and worship seems a bit odd, just bear with me because I'm going to explain that further a little bit later. So where does this idea of the Sabbath come from, this concept of the Sabbath? To answer that question, we're going to go all the way back to Genesis, and if you're familiar with the creation story from early in the book of Genesis, the beginning of Genesis, in fact, you may be familiar with the scripture that I'm about to reference. This is going to come out of Genesis chapter 2, and it's verses 1 through 3. Thus the heavens and the earth were finished, and all the host of them. And on the seventh day God finished his work that he had done and he rested on the seventh day from all his work that he had done. So God blessed the seventh day and made it holy, because on it God rested from all his work that he had done in creation. So to give a little bit of context here, I think that we can all kind of put the pieces together, because in one sense, not a lot has happened, but in the other sense, a whole bunch has happened. God has just finished creating the heavens and the earth, and then he rests. It is important to note here that it doesn't say that God needed to rest. It's not like he was tired and had to take a breather from creating the heavens and the earth. God is almighty. He literally spoke the world into existence, as we can see in the previous chapter of Genesis. Here we see that God rested in the sense that he ceased his work of creation. And this is really significant for a lot of reasons. But one of the most important, in my opinion, is that it serves as the basis for God's commandment to the Israelites to rest from their labor on the Sabbath day later in Exodus. Speaking of, we'll go right into that. This is going to be Exodus chapter 20, verses 8 through 11. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work. This is God's commandment to the Israelites to keep the Sabbath as a day of rest. The larger section of verses that this comes out of is actually Exodus chapter 20 verses 1 through 21, which many may recognize as the verses outlining the Ten Commandments. Now under Old Testament law, there were very strict rules on what was and wasn't allowed in the Sabbath. If you listen to our last episode about the Old Covenant and the New Covenant, This is going to sound pretty familiar, because under the Old Covenant, there were plenty of rules, laws, and instructions for the people to follow. We won't delve into all of the exact instructions for the Sabbath under the Old Covenant today, but if that does interest you, I would highly encourage you to do some personal reading about those practices. You'll find a lot of good information about this in the book of Exodus. One example comes out of Exodus chapter 35, verses 2-3. through where the people are instructed to not even light a fire in their house on the Sabbath. So again, these were very strict rules on how to observe the Sabbath for the people of Israel. Hopefully this has laid out the basics of where that idea and observance of the Sabbath comes from, and I think that that's going to be pretty crucial to understanding the origins of the Sabbath in order to answer our next question, which is this. What does God's commandment to observe the Sabbath mean for Christians under the New Covenant, aka Christians in our current time? Well, first off, here are some things that it doesn't mean. This doesn't mean that observing the Sabbath is a necessary criteria for salvation. Some people believe that properly observing the Sabbath is necessary for salvation, but this is a message of salvation by faith plus works, which To reference another previous episode, episode 6 clearly outlines why this is not the case for salvation in the Christian faith. Recognition of Christ's work and sacrifice on the cross as perfect and complete is at the heart of the Christian faith, as well as the gospel message. So adding additional criteria would imply that there's an insufficiency to Christ's death and resurrection to cover our sins as we have previously discussed. And for that reason, I find the belief that the Sabbath day is tied to our salvation in this way is contrary to the gospel message. Now we see this highlighted by Jesus himself, actually. In Mark chapter 2, verses 27 and 28, it says this, And he said to them, The Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. So the Son of Man is Lord even of the Sabbath. To give you some perspective on what's happening here in these verses, Jesus and his disciples have been walking through a field on the Sabbath day. And as they walk, the disciples pluck some heads of grain here and there, and the Pharisees rebuke them for doing what was considered to be work on the Sabbath day. And while I do feel like it's very easy for us to sit here and think that that seems really silly, I will go ahead and say... This is definitely pretty on-brand for the Pharisees if you've read a lot of New Testament scripture. But the fact that verse 27 says that man was not made for the Sabbath further supports that assertion that God did not give us the Sabbath as an additional criteria for salvation, but instead as a gift. Here is something else that this doesn't mean. This doesn't mean that your Sabbath must be on Sunday. Now, if you found that a little bit odd, I'm going to elaborate on this, so again, just bear with me here. Perhaps, for some reason, you aren't able to observe the Sabbath on Sunday. Maybe you had to work, or there was a health issue or a family emergency that had to be dealt with urgently. Now, I'll go on a tangent here and share some wisdom that was shared with me about a year ago. Don't let the urgent crowd out the important. And I think that there's a lot of power to that in a fast-paced world that many of us live in, where there are a lot of things that are really fighting for our attention, and often we will neglect the things that are most important for the things that are most urgent, whether that be a deadline or something of that nature. And I will say, applying this philosophy in my own personal life has been very helpful to help me make sure that I'm staying centered on what is most important to me and the values that I want to build my life upon. However, coming back to our discussion about the Sabbath, sometimes it just can't be helped, it just can't be avoided. You're not able to observe the Sabbath on a Sunday. The important thing here, in my opinion, is that you do set aside that time in the week to have a Sabbath, regardless of what day of the week that's going to end up falling on. I knew some people a while back, that had an issue that kept them out of Sunday church regularly. And as a family, they chose to instead set aside a time during the week, I believe maybe it was like a Tuesday or a Thursday, definitely something that was a little bit more unconventional, to be their Sabbath, to be a time that they had allocated to rest in the Lord. And I will say, in that unique situation, I have a lot of respect for the fact that they were still aware and diligent to set aside that time during their week for the Sabbath. There is another side to this, however. Even though the Sabbath can be observed on a, we'll just say, non-traditional day, I think that there is a lot of value in having the Sabbath on a consistent, well-established day. Again, in the U.S., this would probably be a Sunday, but That may not be the case everywhere, particularly for some of the international listeners. So forgive me for my ignorance there. I'm just going to go ahead and proceed with Sunday, since that's my personal experience. But there are two benefits to having the Sabbath on a traditional day. The first is that it cements observation of the Sabbath into your schedule. Like I mentioned, we live in a busy, fast-paced world. And it is very easy to fill up the time that you meant to set aside with various commitments and plans. I think that's something that a lot of us can relate to, so that's pretty simple. The second reason is that in doing this, we are able to have that time of rest and worship together with other believers. And this gets into the topic of fellowship but we're going to blur the lines a little bit on this episode because I think this is going to be really important. I have a few verses here that highlight the importance of gathering together with fellow believers. And I think that all of these are pretty straightforward. So I'm just going to go ahead and read the three of them in a row. The first one's going to be from First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 11. Therefore, encourage one another and build one another up just as you are doing. Next is going to be 1 John, chapter 1, verse 3. That which we have seen and heard, we proclaim also to you, so that you too may have fellowship with us. And indeed, our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. The third one's going to be from Matthew, chapter 18, verse 20. For where two or three are gathered in my name, there am I among them. All of these verses demonstrate the power and the strength of fellowship with other believers and observing the Sabbath together. And I really personally like the verse from 1 Thessalonians. I think that this uses some very easy and approachable language. But it shows you very clearly, by being with other believers, by having a time of fellowship, you are able to encourage one another, to build one another up, And while you're building up others around you, others are contributing to build you up as well, and everyone benefits from a relationship and a time spent together like that. By observing the Sabbath on a Sunday, or whenever our local church meets, we get to worship, pray together, read scripture, and hear the preached word of God, which is such a powerful way to rest in the Lord. Fellowship with other believers will help fill up your cup so that you can then go out and pour into others. Which is why finding a local church and getting involved is one of the best things that a Christian can do. Really, here is why I think the Sabbath is so wonderful. Think back to the verses from Mark chapter 2. The Sabbath was made for us, not the other way around which is why, at least in a practical, very applicable sense, which is how we like to do things here, the Sabbath is such an incredible gift, and it's also why it is so important, especially to Christians today. Now, I've probably said the phrase, rest in the Lord, about a hundred times now. Maybe not literally a hundred times, but I'm sure it feels that way to you, the listener. So I guess it's about time that I explained what resting in the Lord looks like. I'm sure everyone's dying to know. Well, first, there is an element of reverence. We take the time to remind ourselves of who God is, thank the Lord for the blessings in our lives, and then pray for those situations in which God is still working. Now, without getting too far into a discussion about prayer, because I can assure you there will be a future episode about prayer, I'd like to point out something really important here. Often, I think we have a mindset that prayer is the least that we can do, when in fact, in a lot of cases, prayer is the most that we can do. I can't take credit for that turn of phrase or that shift in philosophy. This is something that was told to me, and now I'm passing it on to you. But I find it very insightful. When we pray, it is glorifying to God because we are turning those worries and those battles over to him. And by doing that, we are putting our faith and trust in both God's power to do a work in those situations, but also his wisdom to answer those prayers in his own timing, according to the plans that God has for us. So in addition to that reverence that we have on the Sabbath, we also take that time to step away from the things that often capture our attention. I may have mentioned this earlier, but a lot of times this looks like careers, education, or it could just be personal struggles. Anything that is fighting for your attention, we step away from that and take that time to recenter ourselves in Christ. I enjoy getting into the outdoors and so I'm going to use an outdoors analogy. Don't worry though, this should be pretty relatable even to the least nature-centric of us. The Sabbath serves as a regular reminder to check our map and make sure we aren't wandering off course. The last thing that you want to do when you're navigating is start going and never check yourself. And in that way, the Sabbath serves as a very important reminder for us to ground ourselves in Christ before heading back out into the world, into the mission field that we find ourselves in, whether that is abroad or right there in your own home and community. Each of us has a chance to share the gospel each and every day, whether that jumps out to you or not. So before we wrap up, I want to offer this key takeaway. If you could bring one thing from this episode, if there's one thing that I hope really sticks with everyone, it's this. Though we are often tempted to treat the Sabbath as an obligation or just a part of our routine, in actuality, it is a blessing from the Lord. There is a big movement now towards something called cultural Christianity. And it's one of those things where people follow in the Christian tradition because that's what their family has always done. It's the way they were raised. And that's where treating the Sabbath as part of your routine comes into play. You go to church because that's just what you do. But in actuality, I think that we should be viewing the Sabbath with thankfulness and appreciation. This is something that God has given to us as a gift. We all want to pour into others, whether that's a family member or a loved one, a friend, or just someone that we may be ministering to. But if we don't take time to refill ourselves by focusing and resting in the Lord, then we will find ourselves feeling empty, and we will find ourselves unable to pour into others in the ways that we hope to. So hopefully now you have a little bit better understanding of where the Sabbath originates from, as well as how we as Christians approach the Sabbath and the importance that goes along with that. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. This officially concludes Episode 8, The Sabbath. like I said at the beginning, I encourage everyone listening to use the topics covered in this episode as a gateway into your own study of God's Word. Hopefully one of the verses mentioned or perspectives offered has inspired you to dig deeper and further your understanding of who God is, and then take that understanding and apply it to your daily walk. With all that said, I hope you've enjoyed this week's episode of An Average Count of Exceptional Things, and until next time, encourage one another, love your enemies, and count your blessings.